0: Morning, guys. If you're in Australia and up at six thirty, or good evening if you're in Europe, we're here again on the detour and we're going to recap. Obviously, a big stage thirteen at the Vuelta, I'm joined as always by four-time national road champ from Australia, uh, Johnny Trevorrow, and Mads Pedersen. If he finally breaks through and goes from hero to zero, wins the stage, and then says he's not coming to the Worlds. <coughs>
1: Well, <laughs> oh, great start, mate. Jeez. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, look, he announced it before the Vuelta before the started, so it wasn't something he just announced today. He decided that such a long season, uh, family is too important, and he couldn't justify the, the, a month here and then straight, would have had to go straight to uh, Wollongong, and he just couldn't justify it. But his form... I'll tell you what he would have been a bloody been big. Right you know, my heart made me go uh with Caden Groves last night, but when you when I actually drove up the finale, oh, yeah, let like me going. guess, you
0: picked him to win again just before well, you changed your mind. Well, well,
1: well, not you, not just picked him when you, you looked at him and you went, Well, you know, this was tailor made for Mads Pedersen, and he just creamed him, and it was daylight second. It was just a. Just a wonderful delivery, uh, um, and and he ran second in the first three stages, and they were so different. He ran second in two really fast sprint stages to Sam, uh, and and then you know, he ran second, you know, in a wonderful uphill finish, um, which was you know people thought too hard for him. So you know, he's got amazing form.
0: Yeah, uh, it's fantastic effort. Um, you've got obviously a heap of uh, interviews. Pre race as uh, a couple of post-race and yes. Before no, you okay. get to them.
1: Right. But well, I was just going to say, one of the big stories that's coming out is uh, the, the young, the youngest guy in the bike race, who's been a superstar, you uh, are a Spaniard, um, tested positive, but they've let him start because of this whole low viral load uh, um, situation, which is exactly how Bob Youngles Jung, got the start in the Tour de France and I understand it, they've done the testing and then you know, they've looked at this low viral and so he's not infectious, he's not sick, uh, fine. But there's been a bit of a complaint from back in the peloton that others have been thrown out and without that intense look at them. They're not sick, they're out, and they're probably the same.
0: So what does it come down to? They've got to do more intense testing for the riders so that they can pick up... If it's a low viral load, or how okay, do they sort that that's
1: exactly what's happened. His team, you yeah, UA have obviously looked at it and gone into it in more detail. and Said, "Well, hang on, he's this is the situation." Um Whereas the others have just, you know, not understood Start it rapidly. mainly. Yeah, so it, it it's not. No one's really going crook about him starting because he's not sick, and yeah, you know, he, he's racing. A, tour of, life, of his lifetime, but it's got to be fair for everyone. So it's a little bit hit and miss, this whole thing. I mean, the, the media have been suddenly judged uh, as the bad boys in this. We're not allowed to go to the team buses now. We're not allowed to do lots of things. Uh, yet we're wearing masks. We're doing the right thing. The, this whole race, you see people without masks everywhere, standing close to riders in their hotels, and yet the media—it's almost like a scapegoat. You know, you can't go to the buses. Well, we haven't created this uh, this, this situation. Uh, when, when they suddenly put a whole stack of teams together on a plane, fly them da- down in two situ- sets situations. Suddenly, the next day, there's a whole stack of covids. Hey, that tells me something. So there's a big rift between the media and what's going on here. I don't know. I no, think, no, it's building. It's building.
2: I
0: think uh, the media could win that one given that they're the media. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting.
1: Maybe. Oh, look, I'm loving the Vuelta. So I don't, I don't want to be anti Vuelta. Uh, my first one, and I'm having a ball. Uh, <laughs> sitting down to dinner tonight with uh, your mate, Andy Hood who oh, yeah. lives in Spain. And we were actually going to film a little section for for, for the for the detour. We'll have to do it tomorrow morning at the start because he's nicking off going to Canada for those Canadian races. So we'll lose him after a day or so. There are a couple of journos who actually like the detour and want to be involved. So I've got a, a couple lined up to do a little grab with them uh, and the experience for to journos. So it'll be a bit of fun and games. But... um. Yeah, so, you know, it talk with people like Andy, who who also lives in Spain, loves Walter, but getting a little bit peeved about how, um, you know, the, the rules are, aren't defined enough.
0: Well, that's fair enough. And he's he's been around for a long time, Andy. Great guy. Yes. So, yes. yeah, you'll have to get a grab with him tomorrow. All right, here's all the interviews you got uh, pre-race. Stage 13. Not sure what to expect today
3: with the wind. It looks like it should be crosswind all day. Um, whether that causes some stress, we don't know. But uh, as for the final, we see it being a, another sprint. Maybe a tough one with the uphill kick, but uh, yeah, regardless, uh, we're going to go for it. Well, there's not many sprint stages in this uh, for a
1: while to go, so you should have a lot of uh, teams
3: prepared, the sprint teams prepared to help.
2: Yeah, exactly,
3: maybe three chances left, so uh, it's not too many when, when considering there's nine days, so uh, I expect teams like UAE and Trek to to really help with our stage winner, also Alpherson with uh, Tim Elliott, so uh, it should be should be a sprint and we should have
1: enough help. Morning, Luke. We love your daily updates, so uh, we call it the, uh, the, the, the flap specialty. Yeah. Um,
4: so, how is
1: everything in the team overnight?
5: Yeah, good, mate. We're all still here. Um, and look, hopefully we're looking forward to a pretty easy day before the, uh, the next 48 hours. Um, so yeah, I think Bike Exchange and Trek will control it, try to set their sprinters up and look, we'll just try to recover. So the champ is coming out last night? It did, mate. It was, uh, it was very good for the morale, it wasn't sober for three weeks, uh, thankfully Richie fixed us up. No, um, it was awesome. He's the first Ecuadorian to ever win a stage and yeah, it was awesome, mate. It was, uh, it was real good for the morale.
1: Well, a surprise when you look at it that's his first Grand Tour stage with in three years because, you know, he ran second in this only two and a half yeah. years ago. So uh, it's a surprise, but uh, good to see him back in tour.
5: Yeah, it is, mate, and uh, I think it meant a lot to him after the first couple of weeks. Uh, but like you said, he's podiumed at every Grand Tour, um, but still does not want a stage at the uh, Tour or Volta until yesterday. So, no, he's a class rider, mate, and it, it did mean a lot to him yesterday, which was cool to see. Good right, day, buddy. How are you, mate? Oh, getting through. It's been a
6: pretty, pretty tough 12 stages.
1: Not ask exactly that. We're getting into
5: the real well, middle, yeah, middle of the race. How are you actually feeling yourself?
6: Pretty tired. Like the the opening stages were hard. When you open with a team time trial, you already kind of have three days of team time trial training, and then Netherlands was quite stressful with the road furniture and the layout, and then we went straight to uh, straight to the Basque Country. So it's been uh, one thing after another, and you definitely noticed the bunch. Uh, kind of uh, come down a couple of levels in the last few days.
1: So what's your plan for that for today?
6: For today, uh, it's about Daryl. Um, he's in good form, and uh, whether it's out of the break or out of the bunch, we're going to back back Daryl for the stage.
1: Windy out there today, so it could be uh, a bit of work for a few of the Yeah, I think um, right. it, co- it
6: comes down to the composition of the break. Um, that's really going to dictate how hard the day is and how hard everyone's going to have to chase. <coughs> I think predominantly it's, uh, it's cross-cross heads, so it uh, kind of makes it hard for a smaller break. It's going to be a bunch of big, uh, strong riders uh, for the break to stay away. Now, I guess you'd be happy
1: to come out of this vuelta with a little bit of form because obviously I think
6: you're riding both. I'm not. I'm not riding either. Um, just the, the way the season's gone, it's been tough. I got COVID after Tour de Swiss and uh, kind of haven't been the same since. And it's been a bit of a bit of a just a, a flow-on effect of that, really, with the, with the racing, the level of racing. Obviously, we're racing a lot more um, with the points thing, so that kind of creates a creates a stress. And at the end of the day, uh, the form didn't warrant uh, the trip to Australia. Good luck today, yeah. mate. Thank you. Y bueno probably not yeah. morning Miles now last time we spoke you weren't uh, feeling 100 how are you feeling now uh, I wish I was getting yeah not not the best but you never know until you get out on the stage just keep trying so being a bit of story on this tour yeah
5: you
6: had a bit of a tummy that's
1: gone now is it
6: yeah it's kind of cleared, cleared up but I uh, just yeah still not feeling quite 100% but yeah just yeah, hope, hope to find find that
2: in the next days. It looks like we could get sprint stage, but maybe could be a bit of wind win play effect today. Yeah, I also just, I mean it depends. It depends how confident all these sprinters are. I, I don't,
6: it's it's going to go either way. I think it's going to be a breakaway or it's going to be a sprint. But everyone's tired now, and, and if if they do let a strong group go away in the beginning, I, I don't think they'll see them
1: again. Yeah. Morning, Rob. Now, yeah, another big day on the front for you today, especially in the lead-out for Tim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're we going to see how the stage plans out at the beginning. I
2: think uh, our, our plans for Tim today. I think it's another opportunity for the sprints. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I and mean, he's shown really good form the last uh, last few days. We just got to get things right with the lead out and uh, we'll see how it goes.
2: Yeah, on paper it looks like a
1: straight sprint stage, but it could be very windy. So um, I think be a lot of attacking, a lot of, um, of people trying to get away. Yeah, It's also one of the last
3: opportunities for. Uh, For guys that aren't pure climbers, like a a lot of the other, the rest of the races, hilltop finish or or really hard climbs, so for a lot of the guys, uh, there's not many real opportunities left, so I think we're going to see some pretty aggressive racing.
1: So how are you feeling yourself?
3: Yeah, I'm feeling really good. Everyone in the team's feeling good. I think Uh,
2: we've had a good race so far and that just brings everyone up.
6: the finish is good for me if it's a sprint, so at least I've got that option covered if I'm not in the
2: break. We'll just have to see how it goes. I mean, I don't know, it's what other people want, you know, it could be one of them days where four guys go some of the smaller teams okay, and everyone's happy with it being a sprint but you know, it might not be the case so we'll, I mean I'll know within the first sort of 5-10k what the situation is so yeah, well, we've, got, we've got plans to adapt to whatever that situation is so no, I'm looking forward to this for yeah I'd say so I think, I think he looked at today's stage and targeted it, target it to be honest like, with, that, with that sort of finish I think it's, it's perfect for him so I know, we know they'll control but if there's sort of eight, ten guys in a breakaway, it's, it's hard. That's going to be hard to control. So we, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. like at the start of the race, you had diamonds in the legs.
1: Um, do you still have them, or
0: do you feel as though you've kind of you've gone over the plateau?
6: I don't know. I think today we'll, we'll, we'll tell. It's hard, you know, because I'm always sort of thinking of, you know, on the mountain days, I'm just thinking about the, the, the days like today, you know, so
2: we, we we shall see. I was feeling a bit tired after yesterday's stage, but I think that's, that's normal. It's stage 12 and it's my second Grand Tour, so no, I'm, I'm
6: looking forward to it today. I'm yeah. hoping, for, hoping for some good sensations.
2: Morning, Danny. Yeah. now
1: You're a this world has been very good. The lead out for Sam early were brilliant. Uh, we almost got one a couple of days ago. Today he must be a big
2: chance.
1: Yeah,
6: uh, I like the uphill sprints. That's my specialty. So um, I see it as a big chance today. But will be hard. With yeah, you don't know with the breakaway and everything. So. First need to be sure that there is a small breakaway gone, and then uh, yeah, for sure we pull.
1: The wind today, uh, predicting wind, which dangerous. No, uh,
6: we are in the Vuelta, so <laughs> normally it's okay, we are not in Belgium or tour, uh, we didn't expect uh, echelons, but uh, of course you never know, but um, yeah, normally it will be a sprint and uh, we go for it.
2: Morning, Ben. Morning. Well, keep it
1: short. I think we talked it all out at the finish yesterday, but
2: um, sleep how did you sleep overnight?
1: Bob, was that? How did you sleep? you have a good night, Fred? That's Ben. That's You've got a big weekend coming up. Today, not really a rest day, but looking to conserve a bit today for yourself. Yeah, I
5: mean, it uh, should be a sprint today. I assume it'll be a sprint. There's a bit of wind around, but... I need to be a little bit stressful, and then we'll have a big bunch sprint. sprints. Well, it's not so easy to finish, actually, but uh, it should be more straightforward today.
2: I know you've been Sunday a few times here in Nevada. It's a brutal climb. Um, how do you think your form is coming up now?
5: I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm there to be good enough to be in the top ten, but I'm not good enough to be able to fight, I think, for the top five at the moment. So. I can only hope that I stay the same or I improve. But, uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm just trying to do my best every single day, and
2: uh, that's just my objectives for the moment. Good luck you,
1: Ben. Yeah.
0: Good on you, Ben.
1: he's, well, good, no, he's great. He just, he's very honest, and
0: uh, you know, I just love chatting to him. No, he's a, he's a ripping guy, Ben. Um, hopefully he can uh, have a good final part of the Vuelta. We'll be cheering him on.
1: I think he will. I
0: reckon he'll do a good one on Sunday. Mm. Well, I've got uh, a drinks rate coming up now, folks. Then we've got uh, post-race interviews. I'm still waking up. I've made <laughs> myself a strong coffee. So if you detect I'm not exactly crisp, we should come good with about two minutes of hour, right? You you
1: would love it here in in Kudava, mate. I don't yeah. know if you've been down here. It is amazing. We're in it's like the wall part of the city, it's a bit like Carcassonne. Where, oh, where yeah, I love it. You have to park outside, walk in around here. And a bit of a mixture, mixture of Carcassonne and Lourdes, as in there's all these little gift shops without the creepiness, <laughs> if you might say. <laughs> but I, I love it. It's just the most gorgeous little town. Are you finding that the
0: Vuelta really is like the Tour de France with a hangover?
1: Yeah. M- well, I, I think a hangover is a bit unfair. I, I think more relaxed I'm, I'm absolutely loving it actually like we last night we we're in ronda falling in love fell in love with ronda uh, it's such a, an amazing town it's where bullfighting first began evidently You've got an amazing arena there and we went over this bridge with this absolutely sensational crevasse that went down and it's Quite famous. It's where Hemingway uh, wrote all the, the story of, of you know for who for who the bell tolls. And the movie goes to where th- this enormous crevasse where they threw the facets fascist down into in, into into the abyss. And uh, amazing stuff. Uh, seriously, I just fell in love with it. So Rhonda. and that's where the Beach Boys wrote that famous song. help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah, exactly. Christopher
0: Stableton says, hello from Florida, USA. Uh, no relation to Bob, I don't think. Uh, and Luke Platt, live. He says, ice cold BB at the top of Sierra would go down a treat
1: if he. <laughs> oh, well, he's a been a boy. He has been a sensation through, throughout this. Uh, we, we can't go a stage without talking to Lucas and getting his updates. And they've been spot on too.
0: Yeah, he's a ripper. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Luke. We'll take a drinks break now. We'll come back. We'll have all the wrap-up from Stage 13. We'll be back soon.
4: Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. It's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them. All looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike or just a piece of it amateurs semi amateurs and pro amateurs this guy wants this bike but with this crank and these bars this could be the perfect match but not this one this girl has a bike to sell and thousands of people might purchase it eyes on bikes help grow small businesses his hers yours and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving we are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands, where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns, and rides.
0: Big thanks again to our great mates at Bike Exchange. Get over to bikeexchange.com.au, John, and what could they get if they
1: log on to the world's greatest bike site? Anything that's connected with cycling. Going to be a gravel bike, a, a, a mountain bike, uh, yeah, you name it. E bike. E bike, the whole lot. Just double the bike exchange. Yeah. You, your tubeless tyres, your your singles, you name it. Bike exchange has it. But I, I, the other thing I was going to bring up, is I see a, a, just a, a announced on the uh, uh, website tonight that uh, Tour of Britain will be Richie Port's last hurrah. He's going to. Hang up, hang up the wheels, uh, and I sent him a, a text through before, and, and I got a lovely response because he's been, you know, one of the absolute legends that Australians have followed right through the world tour. I said I've been chasing around the world for the last ten years, um, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're we're losing one of our great stars. But I'm sure he's going to be popping up in lots of other ways. So uh, let's just say a a, a big cheer for for Richie Port, one of the great stars of Australian cycling over the last couple of decades. I used to
0: love it over the years. i would always wind him up that he was a, I think he was a boundary umpire in local footy when he was growing
1: up. Hey, the white maggot. Oh, he's a legend, and I like you yeah. the way you'd fire up too because I oh, yeah. to managed manage to sort of push a couple of buttons every now and again. It didn't take much, up. no, didn't much. but uh, I said we'll have a couple of beers very soon. He's looking forward to it, so
0: oh, very good. No, oh, he's, he's a legend of Australian cycling, and obviously, the big pinnacle. I mean, there's so many highlights. Uh, his early days at the Giro, um, but when he had the leaders' jersey for a bit there, I think it was what 2010. But... Finishing on the podium of the
1: Tour de France, and, and it you know, was all, it was almost like a, that that was fitting that he finished on the podium of the Tour de France, but he probably could have won the Tour de France. You know, the, the, there was one year there when he was just going the the year when he ran in the back of that motorbike, and Chris Froome did the the run up uh, uh, as well. I reckon that was the year that he maybe even could have won it, but. We, that's an iffy story. We won't get out of that path. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And there's a few times where
0: there would be crashes and then you know you get to stage 10 and they'd all go, the great Aussie Hope. And he'd be projected from flying under yeah. the radar to nah. It's all chips in on Richie. So but yeah, no, nah, fantastic career and he's a yeah. legend. Um yeah. All right, let's have a look at the post-race interviews from Stage StageTourney.
5: Yeah, the numbers going up the climb were, were all there. I think I just went completely out of my comfort zone when um, I think it was Pelanch, uh from UAE attacked. And um, yeah, kudos to Carapaz. He played it smart, really smart all day. And I mean, there's a reason why he's uh, multi- podiumed multiple Grand Tours, isn't
2: it?
1: So, you have got two big days coming up, Saturday and Sunday. Which, which day do you think will suit you best?
5: I don't know, we'll see, see what happens. Um, we'll have to just see if I, uh, I go all in for Sunday, which will be for the GC group, I'm pretty confident. But, uh, or if we spread my uh, legs across both days, we'll have to wait and see. Good luck, mate. All right, thank you.
3: Exactly, yeah, it's uh, one of these things, you have to roll the dice and see how you go. Uh, today was uh, wasn't meant to be but uh, we have more opportunities. Thanks guys. It's just quick yeah, just quickly mate.
1: Yeah. I know you'd be disappointed but uh, yeah,
3: it was just a bit too too hard to finish. Yeah, I mean the way it went. But you got guys like uh Roglic in and this having a go as well and uh, yeah today was too hard. But the, the team road right, where well, you got in the right to the right position, it looked really good yeah, up until that, that last K and a half. Exactly. I mean, with, with Simon gone, we're here for stages and today was a maybe, so we went for it and in the end it wasn't. So it's obviously disappointing. But uh, once we get through the weekend and then the rest the day, we have another opportunity. Did you right.
1: <laughs> Luke, your daily uh, before and after. This is your after. Um, pretty warm day out there.
5: Yeah, it was, mate. It was uh, It was beautiful, though. It was dry heat, so what I'm used to. Um, me and Jai Hindley were having a good laugh about it and enjoying it, but Yeah, it was a nice day out there today, mate. Um, And, yeah, looks like a nice finish.
1: And I thought you couldn't help yourself. I thought about 20 k in I saw you doing a heart run on the front. I thought, what's he doing?
5: Yeah, just getting some sneaky time trial (laughs) training in before Worlds. (laughs) Um, No, just trying to add my bit to the boys, mate. Uh, Just keeping keeping Carlos safe and we're going to have a
1: go at the end, but, yeah,
5: not sure what happened there, but Carlos is safe and all to play for in the next couple of days.
1: Yeah, a big weekend coming up for, for uh, Gonzalez and, and GC as well.
5: Scary weekend, mate. It's a, it's a big weekend for those, and it's a nightmare for, for some of us. Um, I'll get a good night's sleep and get ready for help.
0: Yeah, it's a couple of grabs Race, and, of course, we caught up with, with Blap. Um, now, you gave us a video, John, of you being interviewed by the Colombian media. I didn't.
1: Uh, sent you that. I didn't do it. But anyway.
0: I'm not sure if you wanted to run it, but um we let it slip through to the keeper.
1: <laughs> it's up to you. It's a bit of fun. The lovely guy actually. Lo- lovely, lovely people. Passionate Colombian uh, and one of the journals was Colombian and the and the the uh, the, the cameraman was uh, Ecuadorian, but yeah. They, they
0: that, love it. was a that was a test. It was a test of self promotion. I was like, oh, I'll just put it out there. And if you're real humble, you'd be like, no, don't run that. But then like, humble? you humble.
3: I run can't run even
1: that? spell. I can't spell it.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's let's run John Trevorrow with uh, the world media after stage thirteen. and Get some fantastic insights. Champion,
2: uh, Australian champion. Uh, Four times I'm right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Before you were born. Yeah.
2: What, what, what uh, year did you
1: do uh, First one in 1970, and then 78, uh, 79, and 80. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, how the cycle change from uh, your times of uh, cycling oh. to now?
1: When I first came to Europe in the 70s uh, and race professional, uh, there was not 10. English-speaking riders in the whole peloton. Now, English is the language of the peloton, so yeah, it's very different.
2: Very different. And uh, the bikes are very, very different.
1: <laughs> I see we had an Allen bike in the, in the village, and uh, I raced uh, an Allen bike back in the old days, but yeah, now they're, they're very different, but same for everybody. Eh?
2: How are they, uh, weight is uh, the, your bikes? Weight, oh, gee, oh. heavy very heavy. and uh and um it, people uh, uh now writers of now say that uh cycling is too fast motorcycling uh that before a year before uh, there was a uh, a little bit um, uh, slowly you, you were a little bit slow in some states are you agree yeah i think what it's become i think COVID
1: changed things people got a little bit more desperate, and there's also been this modern uh, thing where young people are coming very quickly to the top, 20-year-olds are winning the Tour de France, so the old protocol of you have to earn your stripes, say, is gone, now the young ones attack, uh, and it's much, much more attacking. I love it, it's great.
2: What do you think about Latin American riders, I'm from Ecuador, he's from Colombia, So I want to know what is your preferred Latin American rider?
1: I love it. I've never been to to South America. I raced in Mexico, uh, Tour of Mexico uh, amateur. Um, But yeah, uh, Esteban Chavez was with the Australian team and yeah, it's fantastic. I think Colombia produces some of the world's best cyclists. Fantastic.
2: What do you think about Richard Carapaz, Ecuadorian Olympic champion?
1: what a ride! Yeah, great to see him come back yesterday. I was surprised that he's only won uh, three years to win a, a grand tour stage, but yeah, superstar. Uh-huh.
2: Did you enjoy it? Yeah, the the stage of the uh, yesterday's stage when Carapaz won in uh, Penang?
1: Not as much as I would have if, if Jay Vine had won, <laughs> but, but, but no, it was very very nice for
2: him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell us about Jay Vine. It's so amazing his uh, history.
1: Yeah, it's a very good story. I knew him when he was racing in Australia, but he was sort of—he was good and very good in the hills. But then he won that uh, the, the Swift competition, and
2: suddenly the world changed. Yeah, well, you are, i think that you are uh, seventy-something, huh?
1: Yeah, oh, and
2: you are still around the bike, around the saddle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why?
1: My father was a, a professional cyclist. Uh, it's, all, it's all I've ever known. I love it. So uh, yeah. Do you it's ride? Great. A little bit. Yeah. 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 For shopping? No, no for no, biking. No, no. I have a little group that I ride for, ride with. Yeah? I'm the best of that group. Yeah. How
2: many kilometers a month or, or a week? I don't know. Maybe 100. Yeah, then that's good. Are you healthy? Very healthy. Yeah. yeah. Is that because they ride they bike? Yes. Yes. Do you? And recom- not too much, you No. <laughs> Do you recommend young people? Uh, to, uh, to, to, to
1: make a uh, cycling. oh very much it's a wonderful sport you know it's uh much more uh much easier on the body than running which is boop, 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 cycling is beautiful mm-hmm.
2: thank you very much john okay john let me check the yeah there
1: you go <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of fun actually yeah you know, i didn't see it, it before uh, yeah it was good good chat yeah. Yeah. i
2: don't know how your
0: <laughs> blokes in the uh the dad's army cycling group would respond to saying that you're the strongest in the group. Well, well, I
1: just uh, stick it up. Yeah, and, and some of them. So we got Andy and Vaz and Chris uh, and Neil uh, waiting for me out in this wonderful uh, oh, okay. little uh, village. So, yeah, I, I I've got to get back. Right, preview <laughs> for
0: stage fourteen. Here's your tip. We've got, uh, we've got what is it, 160k. Couple of monsters at the finish. There. There's a cat through 100k in.
1: It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? i I got a feeling a, a, a break might go. You might have the two races, might have the GC guys uh, racing for it at the end um, because the next day is such a monster up. Uh, everyone's been talking about uh, the Sierra Nevada. So uh, in the end, it could be the GC guys on both days. And uh, look, I, I can't see um, anyone. Uh, ch- chasing down Remco, he, he's just looking uh, you know, uh, straight ahead. What I did like today was though that uh, uh, Primoz Roglic uh, had a go I- I- in that finale. So yeah, th- there's life in the boy yet. There's no doubt, n- no doubt about that. But I think we have a wonderful couple of days. Oh, we've still got <laughs> big week uh, to go in this World uh, Walter. So uh, yeah. It's fantastic bike race.
0: Yep. It's uh, going to be a ripper. And I love it when they do predictions on any stage. They go, well, it could be a breakaway or it could be a sprint. Or they go, it could be a breakaway or the GC guys. It's like, you're telling <laughs> us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only two scenarios. <laughs>
2: well, yeah,
1: exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a bike race and a half. Uh, next two days, you know, are going to have a fair bit to do with with the GC in this bike race. But Remco Evenapol is just amazing. There's the uh, final look at the GC before we go into it. And Primoz has
0: got two minutes and 41 seconds to make up if he's going to have any chance to actually win it. So he's going to have to have a crack. And just, as you said, there's a couple of big days to go. But with that sort of gap, I mean, you can't sit back and try and pull it back in one stage. You've got to chip away at it. So... Wait and see Ify, uh, thanks again for all the support, guys. Uh, you've got to get back to the ambiance. Uh, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash the D2 podcast 630 a.m. Australia's time for the Vuelta. And before we go,
1: John, what would you like to say? I just reckon Jai and Ben can get back into the top 10. They're just outside at the moment, but I reckon they're turning it around. I reckon they can uh, sneak back in. it has got, yeah, we'll see. Ben, uh, at 11th, he's only, yeah, you know, Ben's
0: more of a chance. He's yeah, only 42 seconds off. Yep.
1: Yeah. But yeah. there's going to be a few up there who are going to crack over the next couple of days.
0: All right. Stay tuned, guys. We'll see you again tomorrow. Enjoy the night, Ify. Don't we'll go do too mine. hard. I don't <laughs> want mistakes tomorrow. All right. <laughs>